Pacific punishment means Mark and Phil become the Dos Sactos brothers. And does a superb Sartini start against Salt Lake signal success? Or will he prove to be a Vani hit wonder? Find out on the Close Caps Podcast, episode two. Hello and welcome to the Close Caps Podcast, episode two. My name is Nick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Oz. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It was a, was yeah. a pretty exciting uh, week. What a week it has been for uh, the old white caps. Yeah. There's a lot of like the uh, emotional roller coaster like moments. Well, the, the big news that uh, came out was, of course... Mark DeSantos uh, exiting the club along with his brother Phil, his assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, that was on the back of uh, Whitecaps crashing out of the Canadian Championship to local rivals, Pacific FC. Yeah, what a, what a weird game for the defense. Yes, a very odd game. It was the first time these two sides have ever met in a uh, competitive game, or uh-huh. at all, I believe. And uh, yeah, the defense uh, was, I, I put in my notes, it was sloppy or sprightly. Which no, do you think, Oz? It's not even just like, so, like, I, I would, like, I understand like you underestimate like the opponent. Cool. But like, that, well, you shouldn't, of course, but like, even you underestimate like opponent, you still like, you shouldn't lose your skills. All those four goals, if you watch it, it's just horrible mistakes. Like, what are you doing? It's like a space jam movie. Like what happened to your like skills? Like it just like they keep sh- like kicking the ball to like the opponent. I'm like no, just like calm down. You are not like in Champions League final. Why you get so excited? And all those four goals, it's just like the defensive mistakes. I I'll give it to like the uh, Pacific though. Like they just go on with it, and they score four goals against Whitecaps. So it's like incredible success for them. But like what is Whitecaps' defense line like defensive line doing? Yeah, I, I, first thing you have to say is Pacific really brought the game to them. I mean, the atmosphere. Oh, they won it. Yeah, the, the, you can see the like the fans. Everyone was just hyped. I love it. it was, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful to watch. You know, just like a classic cup tie. They're in your face. Yeah. And and this one could happen. You know, no way should Caps have lost this. They pretty much went with almost the same side that's been doing so well in the league. Yeah, beautiful. And yeah, beautiful. they really capitulated. Yeah, just, these things can happen. But, like, again, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like surprise is always in, in football. But, like, you can make, like, one mistake, maybe two. But professional football player, four is a lot. Yeah, and I think when you look at it, like, Caps scoring three goals against Pacific FC, yeah. you would expect them to win that. No way should they be seen four. And... and, yeah, still, like, they scored three goals, but the first goal is definitely, definitely a foul for me. That's the that's I was like, how have you missed that referee? Like it's definitely like the striker goes under the like the goalkeeper. Mm. That was that was a that was a clear foul to me. But yeah, anyway, just, at the end, yeah, uh Pacific come out with a win. Came out a win, and it was very much the uh final nail in the coffin for, for Dos Santos, yeah. Our, our friend Mark and uh Yeah, I, I think when we, we didn't watch the game, uh the cup game. Mm-hmm. We don't have one sport or whatever it's on, but we did watch the highlights. And uh, yeah, I think when we got the news, or at least when I got the news that uh, DeSantos had been sacked, I was really surprised because 
the leak form has been so good. Or the bounce coming back to yeah, even even BC if, place. I think everyone, including himself, was expressed because he was like he never he never he 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 said that he never saw like a manager get sacked after like being unbeaten for like eight nine games, which is true. But um, actually, yeah, like probably something like inside like the locker room going on or I don't know it's like a weird decision like I understand like the upset about like the elimination from the cup but like is that the only reason yeah well yeah I don't know uh, from what I saw as soon as I watched the highlights of the cup I was like I can 100% understand why they got rid of him just that team that whole performance just seemed like something was majorly off yeah, it was off, but like, still, is the same team that like making this miracle, um, just performances like the over like the week. So, I well, think here's the thing. So, uh, Axel Schuster, who is uh, Caps, I believe, uh, director or director general, general manager, uh, he called the run that the team are on as deceptive, and he said that this team needs a little push and a wake up call. Hmm. So, what what do you read into that about? What he's saying, he couldn't I, trust the manager. Yeah, that's like that's a given. They don't trust, but like deceptive. I don't think that's the right word to describe the Whitecaps' performance. Well, right the now. spirit is very real in the team. Yeah, and the that team has to like, be down to De Santos in some respect. Yeah, they have like they have like a game plan. You can like uh, argue how good is the game plan, but they try to execute, and like they didn't, they didn't lost any like. It's, I don't know, like at the end of the day, deceptive or not, you gotta look at the results and because it's football, it's just a whatever you do, you can play like a perfect game, you can come up with like a no points. So results matters in football, and this guy was on a unbeaten run, and they are in the playoff picture. So that little push uh, that Axel Schuster like talking about was already there but like now you gotta think like what happens if 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 that like uh kicks them back yeah it could be really dangerous it, it's yeah, very it's much weird. it's a, weird, a precipice your timing yeah it's just like i understand the cup game was disaster but like again your main goal is not the cup game your main goal is like being in the playoffs mm-hmm. and they were on the they were on their way to like playoffs if they just like they well i don't know like they they must know something that we can see on the pitch. So I guess we just like time will tell if their decision was right or not. Right now, all, all we do know is the the man who is replacing him, at least on a temporary basis, uh, Vanni Sartini. Yeah. The uh, who actually joined uh, as part of the Santos's coaching staff. There must be something that Whitecaps board liked about like those Santos management so mm-hmm. they want to keep someone from that squad like from that management team so they can still continue what they are like doing I think board have a problem with Mark dos Santos as a personal base not as his uh performance on the pitch he knows the game he knows the game plan he knows how dos Santos was like managing it so why not keeping a guy who knows the deal but uh, you kick out the other guy that you have problems with. Yeah, I, I think when you put it like that, it seems it seems very fair. It's clear that the boards do like Sartini a lot because uh, he was, as time of being appointed interim coach, 
he was combining his role of first team assistant coach or whatever it was with his role of director of methodology. Here you go. The like, caps. Like two jobs, like literally like managing the squad. And well, that's that certainly shows the faith they have in him if they, you know, want yeah. him to be this yeah, sort of all encompassing role. Yeah, because if you yeah, you literally land in the guy like the roots of the club that you want to see. So I guess you want to see that guy uh, managing your uh, A team also. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the his first his first game in charge. It was uh, the battle of the interims. Oh yeah, the... like having uh, both uh, sack their managers yeah. very soon. Uh, like so, for so you can you can you can see it was coming. Like they were they were not doing well. No, and it continued. Yeah, not going well for Salt Lake. Thankfully. Oh, that. Uh, like, so yeah. came with a change of formation, slight tweak in the uh, usual sort of four three three. He he went to what they call the Christmas tree formation, so a four three two one, and. Uh, <laughs> It worked. It worked very, very well. I thought they they kept the pressure on very tight, but they came very narrow, which is sort of what De Santos was looking to do before. But you're not getting well in this case. It was uh, Homey with uh, four three two one. It, like it, it only works if you have players like skillful like Gold or like the Homey. Mm. These guys but, like, can't play in the like, and the thing like if like when you watch the game, the right side was like the the the, the side is just like open wide like they just like crashing and they just keep coming from there. Every dangerous attack, every goal, it just come from the right side of the white caps, and yeah, they, like just watch gold how effective he is. Just if you play right behind the like the striker, cause like even like if you watch his like runs. He kind of go like a stealth, stealth mode, like he just like he just tried to disappear in the run. <laughs> yeah, he, he really puts on his invisibility cloak. Yeah, he to, just, uh, get that box. Just watch how he runs. His neck goes down. He's like the like the back is just kind of like a what was it, like the uh, Notre Dame's hatchback, <laughs> the hunchback of Notre yeah, Dame. He he runs like that. He just like he tried to disappear behind the defenders because like. So like let's say like the right cross is all about like the like the Brian White or like the any striker who are like around there, and like Gold is always like trying to disappear that little man, mm. like he, like the and this kid is like keep scoring like the headers. That's the other. Yeah. He's like a short kid, but like he just keeps scoring like the headers, and like yeah, that, I think that's well, like because like the way he. In due course, we'll we'll talk about the the changes to the. The team. So yeah, I agree with you. The having gold, obviously, gold prefers to be closer in field, but having Dahomey, yeah, uh, in field really allowed all that space on the right hand side for Brown, and he was just yeah, eating is, it up. Yeah, Brown is just like coming and coming. In terms of personnel, uh, I think you could you could see why Nowinski was totally dropped out of the matchday squad. Uh, Rose was dropped onto the bench. You can see why, having watched. The highlights yeah. from the Pacific game oh, and yeah. uh, Youngworth uh, made his uh, oh the believe, German, German his defender starting yeah. debut for the yeah. Whitecaps at centre back and then Gaspar who is another right sided player um, playing on the left hand side yeah. yeah but he was he was pretty good I think both 
Both that doesn't matter. Yeah, the, like the which fit you are using, it doesn't matter. As long as if you are playing a fullback, your job is for 90 minutes, keep running and running back. Nervinsky mm-hmm. was not doing that. There well, was just running. And there yeah. was like, a, like what happened to like the Salt Lake on that right side of Whitecaps was happening to Whitecaps left side every game. Mm-hmm. So that's like, it doesn't matter uh, if you are like right footed playing on the left or left footed playing on the right side. It just mattered like if you run or not. Yeah. Gaspar had uh, a very intelligent sort of movement where uh, basically the ball would go to the right-hand side attacker and Gaspar would just get very close to sort of almost like he was going to win the ball or that the attacker could anticipate the contact and then would just stop and the attacker would get so confused he would just let the ball run right past him. And that worked at least twice for Gaspar. But some players like play this game without like they using their feet. It's just like the IQ at that mm. your football IQ needs to be high also. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, I think it was and he hasn't played for, for several several well, several matches at least, but for a good while. But he looked sharp. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, uh, like you say, it was all in the head for him. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta be you gotta stay sharp. You gotta wait for the that date that you are coming back, and you just need to stay sharp. And yeah, you, he was ready for it. Yeah, he took advantage of it, and uh, yeah, let's get into the goals. The first goal, Paris uh, no goal. Let's be honest, a great ball in by Rangold, of yeah. course. But uh, yeah, kind of the defender in front for Salt Lake kind of ducked out the way, and then it hits the guy's thigh and just bounced in. Horrible, absolutely horrible to concede. Yeah, it's like the same as like what they did in like the Pacific game. So it's like a good, good karma this time. Yeah, yeah, they were just like the same. It's just like weird. Like they, I don't know. It's like an MLS team, but it happens in Europe too. But like not that like much that happens in MLS. It's just like these defensive players they can't control their feet. What well, no, I I kind of felt sorry for. Uh... The I think it was number thirteen, but I forget his name for Salt Lake. But I, like, he was just standing there, and for all he knew, the guy in front of him was going to head out of the way, and he ducks at the last second. <laughs> it hits off him and it goes in the net. So you exactly. for that. You gotta, you gotta like be sharp for your. If your reflexes are like fast and strong, you gotta, you gotta like. Uh, how can I say that? Like just synchronize with your feet also, <laughs> because if your reflexes are like fast. But your feats are not. Yeah, that's the problem. But uh, the just the pure placement that Gold can yeah. get on the ball from a corner is so dangerous. I think it you see that when Sacedo or Dahoma takes corners. Yeah, the middle, middle, middle of the like the six, like the box on there is just like empty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how is how is that like so empty? But yeah, it was good for good for Whitecaps. So no complaining. No complaints. And the second goal uh, was the one with Dahomey. It's a Gross, very yeah. narrow, straight, straight cross. And the keeper just sort of, I don't know what he does, <laughs> why he doesn't just sort of hold it into his chest, sort of basically just throws it up for Brian White. And uh, yeah, White shows his instincts and he, he oh, really yeah, wanted he, that goal. He really Nothing was going to stop him. Yeah, he, he knows where to where to position himself. He's good at that. Well, something we've seen improvements of, I think, because he's been asked to do less. He's just been asked to get 
into that area, draw defenders away. By drawing defenders, that opens up room for the home A for gold. Yeah, because that's all. If you have like the home and gold, of course, your striker only job is like to just like get the attention and open up spaces for your like uh, great like uh, technical guys that who can yeah. like run with the ball, do magic with the ball. So yeah, and I think like he's he's involving in this uh, formation also. He keeps scoring. Yeah, I think well, Cavallini is uh, currently with the. Canadian national team, uh, yeah. having not played for several really? weeks, but yeah. the fitness crew, they got him up. But uh, he's going to have a really tough task getting back in the side. I thought he would just walk into it, but White's yeah. really making that yeah, yeah. that space in the team his own, you know? you And Except- you don't have to be an absolute goal scorer to be a striker. I think it's great if you are, but uh, you sort of realize that hold-up play is just as vital as Doing yeah. nothing for ninety minutes and popping up with a goal and uh, position, yeah. running everything. You gotta open up spaces if you are like the uh, main striker. Of course, it's not great when you miss from a couple yards out, but you know you can definitely forgive that if they're doing the hard yards. They're getting in these positions. You know they're allowing opening up space for everyone else. Yeah, I think I think he'll be all right. He just he just need to accept the new role they're gonna assign him. Yeah, and I'm sure. I mean, right now he looks like he's thriving on that role, and good for him. I mean, yeah. you know, he could easily have just been someone that's like, oh, it's a stopgap for Cavallini. We got to have someone up there, someone tall. But no, he's uh, he keeps Ricketts out of the team. I know, probably isn't the way they want to play with Ricketts up front, but. Yeah, White has done exceptionally well, so kudos to him. Yeah. The third goal, Jermaine Brown. What a beautiful, beautiful ball into the box. And like you said, Ryan Gold, probably smallest man on the pitch, Yeah, has got his third header in three games. That's crazy. The way he runs, just watch the way he runs. It's it's just, it's, it's, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. The hunchback of Notre Dame to the uh, <laughs> high-headed uh, person of Highlander, you should say Notre Dame. Of, of Notre Dame. I, I'm good with the Notre Dame references. <laughs> no, it's like it should be Highlander. That's like what, the first VHS tape I watched the movie Highlander. I've never seen it, and I don't know what a VHS is. So... Ah, yeah, because you were not born at the time. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. How the hell you didn't watch Highlander? Uh, don't know. Just never got around to it, I guess. Actually, I, I, maybe they, I should. Is Ryan Gold in it? Actually, actually, they like rebooting it again. Like they just remaking it with like uh the Superman, the Henry Cavill. Ke- Ke- what was his name? The Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah, notoriously Scottish actor Henry Cavill. That he's gonna play the Highlander, so he better. <laughs> Anyhow, enough of I assume nineties movies. Yeah. The fourth goal, the the, the <laughs> one to really round it off, uh, the starting Davidson, Youngworth. A gold quarter again, so two assists from gold in this match. Straight, yeah. straight from a dead ball scenario. Absolutely what you want. Again, puts it in that area. Like we are saying, well, I was sort of watching Youngworth uh, from the first half of his corners, and he, well, first of all, he's got a fucking massive head, Oz. Yeah, the, actually, I was just thinking about the, like the, his name is like a, he's like a brass word. It's like this German sausage name. Really? 
Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like the the way it sounds similar, not like the oh yeah, yeah. Youngworth like and Bradfirst. Yeah, I see. I was, I was like, I didn't <laughs> yeah, focus on that one. Sorry. Yeah. I, thought, yeah, I thought you meant there was literally a young worst sausage. I was like, where is the yeah. marketing at BC Place coming? Maybe after this game. Some special sausages for him? Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> listen. That headed goal was worthy of two to three links of sausages, I would say. Yeah, they should go for it. I hope like the BC players are listening to us. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I, I would not doubt it at all. <laughs> <laughs> No, he was, uh, yeah, he just looks like a fucking battering ram, literally. I think he, any sort of run he was making, he knows the area that the ball's going to go into, which is incredibly reliable Yeah. Uh, from gold. And yeah, if he's going to get in this position, he's going to get at least one per game, I would say, because there's nothing you can do to stop it when it's a ball in that good and a massive head like that just smashed it in. I'm yeah. sorry, but you got to hold your hands up. White caps, uh crosses are pretty dangerous. Like the last two, three games, like especially after the home come, like they, they, they are pretty uh, lethal every time they cross the ball in. Yeah. And, and that, well, the narrower formation really helps that, that, but I sort of to open that, everything up because that, well I, I think so because how Dahomey comes much more inside I think when he's getting stuck on the wing him and Sasedo it's great yeah, like, and they're I, talented they players play but every game is gonna keep changing because like the you can you can play narrow game against like the Soul Lake but like you can do that to like every MLS team they will like banish you <laughs> no I, I'm not saying this should be a you know default tactic. But it worked incredibly well for what yeah. it was to bring these guys inside and really open up the space outside them, especially that's down that right-hand side. That's why the manager is like so important right now. He got to know who's the opponent and how they're going to break their defense. Well, is Sartini the man for that job? How we will see, I guess. How we'll see. The real, Well, it wasn't, wasn't the perfect start. It wasn't the 4-0 that probably Sartini was dreaming of. But it was 4-1, and it was a pretty, pretty horrible goal to concede. Uh, very unlucky yeah, that deflection yeah. onto the bar, and just a dab. And just, hey, sometimes, what can you do about that? But yeah, uh, the, the yeah, game was cool. already done at that point. They had made a lot of substitutions. Uh, the ones I noted, Gudinho came on for his debut. He yeah. looked, looked, well, to be honest, didn't see a lot of him to think that he's going to be an immediate starter, but he looked comfortable. He didn't look out of his depth. Yeah. Metcalf came on, and I think Bikel went to right back, and then Bikel went off or whatever. Bikel then went back into the middle, and Metcalf went in and played center hat back, which was doesn't look like his natural position, but it's good to know he can do a job there. Yeah, Metcalf is like the I remember the, like the, his first like the starting eleven job like didn't go well, and after that he was cut. I'm glad to see him back. Well, real baptism fire, I guess. But uh, you know, this this is uh, it's a young player, and clearly yeah. the coaches, the coach, interim coach, see something in him to to keep wanting to get him game time and just to get him up to speed. Yeah, and I'm sure like, in, uh, like winning. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the coach job, the winning the player. Well, man of the match. For me, it would have to be Ryan Gold, but yeah. I would give a special 
Special shout out to Jermaine Brown. I thought he was yeah, he was pretty solid. Having been a little shaky um, the home in the like the few games that we've seen, Dahomey, yeah, Dahomey on that right hand side. I mean, Dahomey has always been, I yeah. think, very solid, and just the addition of gold. Yeah, like we good, said, it helps him so yeah. much to have someone on his wavelength. But Brown was absolutely man possessed on that right hand side. I, I thought he was going to get a goal. I think he hits it and it just sort of skews wide. He's not really sure what he's doing. But yeah, if he hadn't come off on 60 minutes uh, when they sort of decided to make all the changes, he would definitely be my man of the match. But for me, it had to be gold. Yeah, gold is again. Still, yeah, still, again, yeah, I'm afraid. And he's pretty good. Yeah, I've. Yeah, what what can you say about him? Honestly, he he really has just well. This was uh, his first league start, I believe, right? It doesn't and... look like looks like his first. He just like even he comes at like the minute fifty, he's like, yeah, he was there. It just, how... just yeah. People well, yeah, we, we've seen it. how much he can change the game from coming on as a sub, but instantly influences the game and. Like you yeah, said, it's, that, that it's, it's that hunchback in Notre Dame invisibility cloak that he gets on himself that just... Yeah. Defenders don't know how to deal with him. They lose him. He's incredibly intelligent with his play and incredibly technical. Yeah, he's a pretty solid player. Whitecaps, Whitecaps fans should be uh, really thrilled with that transfer. Yeah, absolutely. And he is really... And hey, we're, we're going to... We've, we've given Axel Schuster a bit of a, a ribbon, but... Uh, you know, he sort of talks about that the transfer targets they wanted to go for the right ones, and Gold is a hundred percent the right player that they needed. And yeah, yeah, let's let's just hope he stays injury free and just keeps growing into this team because hopefully, yeah, playoffs is a real, real option. Let's not if uh, they keep playing like that. Yeah, but the big man in charge, uh, Vanis Sartini, he is. Uh, and a shirt on the sideline, which was described by the TSN commenters as casual dining attire. I love you doing like a fashion part of this podcast also. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I hate when an interim manager... You you shouldn't wear anything as an interim manager except for club tracksuit. That is the only acceptable look. Otherwise, it's very clear that you want the job and you're trying super hard to get the job. But, like they 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 got the guy for his like knowledge and like the how yeah. he like puts like the team on a field and how they like execute the tactics, not like what he wears. I won't have it. I know he's Italian. I know he's a fashionista. But I will not stand to have someone wear shirts and jeans as an interim. As an interim. The bloody cheek of the interim. As far but, as, far but, as far concerned. As long as he's winning the games, he can come naked. I don't well, know. here, well, I don't well, care. well, wouldn't we all, would we all spend a whole podcast talking about that if he was to, like, <laughs> to, to come to the next game naked? Would certainly be more than casual dining attire for the uh, TSN commentators. But should he, should he get the job? Oz is is my question to you based on that performance, really, or is he just an interim? Like it's like I can judge the guy with one game. I can say like no, he shouldn't get it or he should get it. I guess like he if they are really thinking of like if they don't have the name by now, they they want to go for it. They gotta at least give this guy like two or three games to see what. Yeah. About. Well, another thing that Schuster said, he said, uh, like I said from the transfers, they're not gonna go for the first 
uh, coach that comes up, they're going to go for the right one, which, yeah. you know, that, that really bears into, they can take their time. They know that it's in good hands with Sartini. Yeah. And Sartini they can yes. keep this team ticking over. They got to know wear his jeans. Himself also got to decide that he, does he want to be like a director of methodology or he wants to be the head coach of Whitecaps. These are like a both ways three. So like they got to both when they sit on that table, they got to be open book to each other what they want and what's their goal. Hey, maybe he just dreamed of becoming a director of methodology but, but since he was a the, little boy. That's the you can judge, though. Maybe like he really likes his job or maybe he just wants to like to set up the culture of the uh, team. No, I, I, I think... The, the last guy who had the job got fired after like being unbeaten for eight games. So anything can happen. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Management isn't all it's cracked up to be, but Sartini has, you know, no management experience. He has just been a coach. I think, yes, he got this good offer of, oh, this is a solid job. We want you to do this. But if the management gig becomes available, which it has, and he literally has himself to like pitch, you know, all these games to just pitch himself to be the new manager, he's going to take that. And I think he's definitely going to want to try and become the coach because ultimately, you know, why else would he be in this this game uh, if he didn't want to be head coach? Well, I hope like that's what he wants and he will be good at it. But again, if he doesn't want it and if he goes back to like the director of being a director of methodology, I wouldn't judge the guy because it's like a solid job, secure job. You're just building a club from the, like, the roots, so I'm okay with that also. Oh, yeah. Absolutely no hard feelings if he, you know, Caps get a, a new manager in a month's time. Sartini goes back, you'd say, thank you very much. You did a great job. You stepped up. But yeah. for me right now, I, I see him desperate, desperate for this job. We did, the, we did, the, like, in Fenerbahce, my, like, team in Turkey, they did, the, like, they brought the uh, director uh, of football as our, like, coach. And he's like a, our old player, old captain. Like we all knew he wanted to be like a manager at some point, but it was too early and we were in the championship run. So this all stress and everything, he couldn't uh, make the team champion. And after that, he didn't get like his old job back. Everything just like come on to him. And so he was done with like the, his favorite club. So there's always a big risk. Mm. That's uh, true. But Sartini is not a a Whitecaps coach. Like he is not there because he is a big name or whatever in the Caps side. He is there because they like him as a coach. Of course, he was brought in initially by Mark De Santos. Yeah, that's the thing. As part of the coaching yeah. team, but clearly they have seen something in him, and clearly they want him to do this thing. But yeah, you know, it, to me, it would make sense if they trust him enough to be director of methodology. Of course, they trust him enough to be. The head coach, and if results keep going like this, I can't see him not being head coach. That's my personal, personal view on it. Hopefully, they are right with their choices. But what should the Caps be looking for in a new coach? We know that this team likes. Well, we know this team has a good spirit about them. First of all, we know that they like to play high energy, high tempo play. It is more about what they have do without the ball than what they do with the ball right now. Yeah. So you would say that a classic tactician probably is not what they want. You would say definitely a young coach who can bring that energy. Yeah, they got to brought someone who keep the tempo up. 
they gotta and he gotta he you can't you can't limit this uh players right now you can't limit uh, the home or like the gold it's specific they gotta be like freestyling on the field so mm-hmm. you gotta bring someone who is not strict with their like tactics but who can uh adjust the team and what their capabilities so you can't go with like a classic coach like uh or like old timers you gotta brought someone who can be like experimental time to time but gotta know uh what the players want yeah someone to really to to really bring on see the players that he's got and see how the best way is to to use them because yeah if you're there's so much talent there in the squad and if they're just gonna get someone in that's saying this is how i want to play it's not gonna go well yeah well hopefully hopefully um they don't need to look further they i think they already have one Oh, well, as I say, they're going to take their time. Sartini will be in charge until they decide. But my personal view, just because there's been no names linked or anything, is that Sartini is going to be pretty much set on. There are, what, 12 games left in the season, yeah, I think? Maybe like just that, yeah. under. So, you know, not even as if there's a whole season to go. It would make sense for me to Sartini at least get it till the end of the season, and then maybe they'll reassess them. Well, hopefully, but, hopefully they do well. But here comes our uh, footballing insight because I want you to throw some names out there, Oz, for uh, next Vancouver Whitecaps manager. Now, <laughs> my first suggestion, which I think is still a few years off, but Carlo Ancelotti. Do you know why? Because his wife is uh, Vancouverite. Exactly. And Carlo loves, he has a. Uh, uh, he spends most of his holidays, his off-season in Vancouver. He loves the Italian community here. So, sadly, he has just taken a uh, another job with a, a small Spanish yeah, team called uh, Real job. Madrid, yeah. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the banter we have. But, uh, yeah, no. In all seriousness, I think he is a few years off, I think. But uh, when he is available, uh, once his time at Real Madrid uh Probably ends the sacking. Probably he gets another job after that. But once he has the time and once Caps are looking for someone, I think it is a little bit of a match made in heaven for him. Well, I don't know. I think he's for White Caps, but we will see, I guess. But uh, yeah, do you do you have any others, Joshua? I will throw some out there that uh, some former players of the White Caps and. no, from my from my roots is uh, Kenny Miller and Barry Robson to make up a little management team. They're both coaches right now, of course. And Kenny Miller's in Australia, and Barry Robson uh, is with Aberdeen. Oh, but okay. of course, former Whitecaps players didn't didn't quite have the success that probably they would have liked uh, here in Vancouver. But I would, you know, if if you want a little left field name, I would say maybe they could come in and do. A, do a little good job. Yeah, like it's just about like the, it's about their like tactics, I guess. At this point, well, well, uh, the, the chance of it happening, like Philip Koku. Yes, well, I want to talk to you about Koku. Of course, he is a former Fenerbahce manager, as we yeah. mentioned. He is just uh, is that good? Just, well, right he was sacked wrong time. Sacked not long ago by Derby County in the uh, English second tier. And I have seen his name pop up on a few uh, when an MLS manager has lost their job. Koku is pretty high up. He sort of feels like he is in the DeBoer. I think like in MLS. The DeBoer section right now. 
because you can go like experimental in here, not in Europe that much. We don't have the patience to like wait for Koku's like experiments. But in MLS, like special teams like the Whitecaps, how like the um, expectations were like so low. But right now we're talking about playoffs. It's all come up with like the step by step. But like it's, like if you give like a time and like sources the Koku, I think he can he can do well. There we go. Philip, put in your CV that I don't think there's any point because in my mind, Vanny is going to get it. He's the man of the job, you think? I, I, I think he wants it and I think it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I can't see any manager really screaming out to get it right now, but like I say, there's not really been a lot of names, not, not a lot of names linked. So what can you do at that point? You can only speculate on who you see in front of you. Oh, well. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? No. I was reading something. Sorry, no, no. <laughs> I just okay. heard like the interview. That not no not what I said at all. I said in front of you. Um, <laughs> I was completely off. Well, that has been a very illuminating discussion. We. Uh, Awaits with bated breaths to uh, see what happens with the Whitecaps, but their next game is against Austin tomorrow on September 4th at 4 p.m. And uh, well, we actually said we were going to be at the Salt Lake game, we were, we were not there in the end. <laughs> we, and it's, it's, it's probably good we weren't there, we, we were pretty hungover. Yeah, I think he's watching it on t- it's better for us to analyze yeah. the game. TV, I, I prefer it. We were actually going to watch it together on TV, and even that, we... we ah, saw... it, was, it was your birthday, and you... I was so drunk. I was pretty drunk. Stormcrow Alehouse on uh, West Broadway. Not just that. After, like, you guys gone, I think you were... I thought, like, I came home. But it, after that, I saw, like, the Instagram stories. I was in this, like... A uh, new uh, cinema place on West Broadway. Well, you said cinema, but it looked like someone's house. So I was like, "When did I go there?" I checked the Uber, and Uber said, "Like, okay, we left you at home." <laughs> did I walk back there? Like, it's crazy to me how they even let me go in. I don't even remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. We didn't watch the game. Really? <laughs> yeah. And that, that pretty much in a nutshell is why we didn't watch the game. Yeah, like, oh my God. At the stadium. Like, but yeah. we will be going to some games. We won't be going to the Austin game. 4 p.m. is a little too early. I won't be able to get off from work, sadly. Yeah, I'm glad, like, we just, like, giving out every information that is our private lives. That's good. Well, I mean, don't have to keep it in the edit, but you literally said you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you literally said where you live. You gave out your address. So actually, yeah, I did that. <laughs> but uh, well, we'll see. Hopefully, the Caps can continue their uh, their good form, good MLS form at least. And uh, yeah, Vanny Sartini can keep his hundred percent record. Right now, as a coach, he has played one, won yes. one. Fingers crossed. And uh, like Mark De Santos says, you can't be a coach without getting sacked. So really, Sartini. It is inevitable for you. And on that cheery note, 
have a, a great week and we'll see you next week guys to discuss yeah. more lovely lovely caps action thank you oz enjoy football bye 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 <laughs>